on this episode of The Kinked Wire. When we show each other these extreme cases, there's a lot of cheering and high-fiving. That's a really fun part of IR. But that is not what is going to advance the field in the eyes of our referring physicians or of the public or of the payers or of the government. Welcome to The Kinked Wire, the interventional radiology podcast from SIR's IR Quarterly Magazine. You can learn more at our website, sirweb.org slash kinkedwire. And this episode is brought to you by Garibay LLC. Visit Garibay's interventional imaging solutions at garibay.com slash USA. In this episode, Kinked Wire host Ron Krakow speaks with interventional radiologist Dan C. about his new role as editor-in-chief of the Journal of Vascular and Interventional Radiology and the increasing importance of evidence-based IR. Well, great. Thanks for being here, everybody. Uh, we're chatting this morning. It happens to be Father's Day, so certainly happy, probably belated Father's Day to everybody once you hear this. But we've got Dan Z here, and we're really fortunate to have him here. And honestly, we could spend hours probing his mind with lots of different areas of questions. But we're going to focus a little bit today on JVIR. And it, you know, it strikes me that Journals now, and not even recently, but really are sort of the lingua franca of medicine and, and medical specialties. And, you know, now, as you alluded to, Dan, I think in your piece in, in JVIR back in January, that, you know, now that IR is really sort of at the table as, as one of the specialties, JVIR really takes on even more importance. And now that you're taking the helm, which we congratulate you for, where do you see things going? How do you see JVIR sort of driving things? Thanks, Warren. So even a, a four or five years ago, when John Kaufman and Gene LeBurge had announced that we were being successful in our quest to become an American Board of Medical Specialties uh, specialty rather than subspecialty, everyone agreed that we have to shift gears in order to function as a m- member of the varsity team instead of the junior varsity team. But it's been unclear to most of us what that exactly means and what it will require in terms of the change in our behavior and the change in structures, for instance. JBIR, just like any societal journal, is not only a means of communication of the cutting-edge science to the people within our own community in interventional radiology, but it's also a window to the field for people outside of our field. For instance, the referring physicians in the various surgical specialties in hepatology and transplant and oncology. And lastly, it's also a window for the lay public to see what's going on, because more and more so, things are published in scientific journals, but are picked up in the lay press and distilled in a certain way to make it more attractive and understandable to the lay person. But this is a much larger audience than just the members of SIR. It's interesting you should mention that analogy of going from the JV to varsity. So from everything you're saying now, as you're taking this on, you know, now you've got pitchers throwing 98 mile an hour fastballs. This is this is really the big leagues. How do you see helping to position JVIR in this uh, way? It sounds like there's a lot to discover as, as you go along. It is a discovery process, but fortunately, we're not starting from scratch. So I am the sixth editor-in-chief of JVIR. Uh, As everyone knows, I took over from Dr. Zeev Haskell, who served for 10 years. And the trajectory of JVIR is exactly where it should be. 
that we are producing more and better science and showcasing it in the JVIR. So it's not like I'm I'm trying to change course of a battleship that's going in the wrong direction. We're already going in the right direction. It's just that in order to continue our growth, we have to continue our outreach, not only to underrepresented communities, but also the international community. We have to build our pipeline, which is very robust, as you know, because we are currently the most popular specialty for residencies. We every year add hundreds of members to SIR who are medical students. Certainly, you you follow in a long line of great editors, and you know everybody knows. You know, I think in the in the society that you're going to carry that on. What attracted you to this role? Was it that opportunity to try to sort of lead things in this new era? Well, I think even 30 years ago, way in the back of my mind, I was thinking, hey, maybe someday it would be cool to be an editor and to be a curator of scientific research rather than just a producer or reviewer. But I wasn't really sure what that entailed, and especially because I have very little previous experience in editing or being an editor. Uh, I I did not initially know about the opening uh, for editor-in-chief of JVIR, and I did not intend on applying for the position. Uh, Some of the members of the search committee actually approached me and suggested that I look into it. It's not like I was looking for a new job uh, or, or, or you know, a, a new avocation to take up all of my copious free time. Uh, and, and so it, it did take a little bit of convincing for me as well as for the other people in my life. So mm. I think one of the smarter things I did from a point of view of not IQ, but EQ, uh, which I'm mm. generally very deficient in is that uh, before I applied for the position, I talked to the members of my family and at work, I talked to each and every one of my partners and said, Hey, you know, if I take this position, that means there's going to be less time with you and you each are going to have to work more. (laughs) Is that okay okay with you? Right. Right. Uh, And fortunately everyone was very supportive. That's really terrific. And, you know, I think that shows really a balanced approach to, sort of getting your ducks in a row before, you know, really taking on this this new challenge. I know, too, that uh, you had a chance to shadow along with Z Pascal. I, I'm sure that was helpful as well. That was tremendously helpful. And, and it's, it was more than helpful. I mean, it was really a requirement. Zeev and I have been friends for over 20 years. We both did our residencies at UCSF, although we didn't overlap. And I think from a personality point of view, I think a lot of the things we find attractive about interventional radiology are really aligned. And actually, I think I can say that with his predecessors as well. He had invited me to join the editorial board probably about five years ago, but at the time I was busy on the annual meeting committee. And so I deferred at that time and said, well, in the future when I have more bandwidth, yes, I would like to join the editorial board of JVIR. And I've been a a regular reviewer for JVIR for 20 years. So I I had some idea of what the review process entailed, but I really had very, very little understanding of what it would require of me to be the editor-in-chief. So starting about nine months before the actual transition, uh, I went through this sort of hierarchical training of first spending three months as an associate editor uh, and then three months as a deputy editor. 
sort of with increasing levels of work and responsibility. So that on January 1st of 2021, when we actually had the official handover of the editor-in-chief of Keys to the Executive Bathroom, <laughs> I felt pretty much ready. Not, not entirely, mm-hmm. uh, enough so that uh, I think the onboarding plan has to be deemed a success. And a lot of that is, I think, due to Dr. Haskell's generosity with his time and expertise. And I might add that he continues to be generous, and he is one of my really uh, treasured consultants at this point, so that when I uh, encounter problems that are new to me, of course, I'm going to call him and ask him for his advice. That's great. And and I think it's really one of the great things about the society, just as an aside. I mean, I had the opportunity to be the editor of IR Quarterly, and I, and I had a similar type of experience working, you know, as an associate editor and so on. And folks like Brian and other people just really guiding and helping things along, Tori Andrews and others. So I think that's something really special about our society. And I suppose us as interventionalists. One thing that I found really curious, you've obviously published quite a bit, and now you're sort of on the other side of the desk, so to speak. How is that? What is that like? As you mentioned, it is a very different role. I've always found it a little easier to edit than to write. And I think most people will agree with me that Mm -hmm. there's really a a writer's block, sort of blank-mindedness when one sits down and says, okay, I've done some work. I want to record it on paper. It's really hard to get started. And it's a lot easier to read someone else's work and say, well, actually, you know, you should move this paragraph this over here and you should mention these three references. And so from that point of view, there's less of an intimidation factor. Right. One thing I want to return to as well, and I, I, I think is really important, and you, you mentioned it back in January, you mentioned it again today, is diversifying JVIR and including, you know, more populations as IR and I suppose all medical specialties become more diverse and inclusive. Obviously, JVIR is mirroring that as we move forward as a society. What are your thoughts about that with JVIR specifically? Well, as you know, the field of interventional radiology is not very diverse. In fact, it's one of the worst of the specialties. Membership of SIR, the full membership, not including the trainees and the medical students, is only about 8 to 9% female. The racial diversity is also not very admirable at this point. E- even though the field has progressed incredibly well over the past 50 years, mostly based on the work of Caucasian men and Asian American men, I think we'll all agree that there are certain limitations there and that for our future growth, we really need to mine other sources of innovation. So from my point of view, it can be difficult to convince people of righting social wrongs. And this is Mm. not what I'm trying to do. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to be a, a crusader, but what I am trying to do is to be practical and say that there are untapped resources out there, that the field of interventional radiology needs to be more proactive at tapping. This is really to try to to promote and to advance our own interests. For sure, as you allude to, there's a great many young budding researchers out there or folks who've got something to say, and it's great to hear that there'll be sort of a forum for that. What about people who are interested and maybe haven't gotten so involved in research over the years for whatever reason, but have noticed a phenomenon when they're doing cases or this wire works better with that, or, 
you know, that kind of thing. How do they go about getting involved with perhaps trying to publish uh, in JVIR if they're not steeped in that kind of research tradition? This past week, there was a day-long meeting that SIR had addressing future strategies. And one big part of that meeting was to build a research culture and infrastructure. And the definition of research there is migrating to be at a higher level than what it has been in the past. Higher levels of evidence, extramural funding, that sort of thing. And that's one of the challenges for me and for JVIR is that a lot of what we do really is extreme. And when we show each other these extreme cases, there's a lot of cheering and high-fiving. That's a really fun part of IR. But that is not what is going to advance the field in the eyes of our referring physicians or of the public or of the payers or of the government. And so we need to balance this within JVIR to try to keep that fun factor of the wide-eyed wows, like you did mm-hmm. what? With the you know, really disciplined, statistically supported, hypothesis-driven research that is what is needed to advance our field to the next level. It's great to be able to give that to folks who can make those statements and, and such that, as you pointed out uh, at the beginning, you know, we're going to need to act on the same stage as, as our referrers, as, as you put it. Oftentimes, when uh, a group of people are working on a patient and there's a great outcome, there was innovation involved, something that no one's ever ever seen or done, as you know, someone will say to the other person, hey, we should write this up. Right. And I don't want to discourage that because we still all learn a great deal from that. Uh, And a lot of the technical innovations in IR start with that, just sort of spur of the moment improvisation where there is no published technique that would address this. There are no FDA approved devices that would address this. Mm-hmm. And someone made it up. Just, uh, I guess I should say, pulled it out of the hat. <laughs> we're, we're, we're a family friendly broadcast. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> and these things, again, can be very educational. And still, I think JVIR needs to be a forum to publish these types of innovations. But that is only one of the ways that someone without much experience in research can get her or his foot into the door. Numerous institutions, including within the SIR, uh, have infrastructures and are fortifying these infrastructures to allow greater access to the opportunities to do research for people who may not be in a situation where it's spoon-fed to them, for instance, at an existing major research institution. Yeah, there are avenues in and it isn't just the, wow, I can't believe I just did a transocular intervention. You know, I mean, just crazy. (laughs) But that, you know, that there's a studied, statistically proven way of doing something over and over again that's reliable and provable that are, as you've said, our referring colleagues are going to be able to pick up and look at and say, oh, wow, I don't need to send this patient to some big invasive surgical intervention. Instead, there's this other thing which is statistically valid and is proven that my colleagues that I don't even maybe know, you know, have proven or demonstrated that they can do. Are there any things specifically you see coming in the future for JVIR, any special issues or focuses or anything like that you see coming up? Well, there are a lot of special issues and and special foci within our field. There has been the suggestion that we do, for instance, a special issue on interventional oncology um, Mm. or a special issue on health economics 
or a special issue on aortic work. But I think at least for now, I'm choosing not to do that. And there are a number of reasons for that. The main one is that the expediency of publishing is very important. And I think that any author will tell you that after she or he has completed the work, written it up, and submitted it to a journal, it can be very frustrating to wait for months and months or even years until that work is actually seen in print. And by then, the author may have already presented it at national and international meetings. It may be out already, and yet the details are still not published. Mm. So that's one thing that we have already addressed in that as soon as a manuscript is accepted for publication, then that draft PDF that the author submitted to JVIR within days gets posted on the JVIR website as a preprint. Mm-hmm. So rather than waiting three or four or five months for the process and the publisher to get it pretty in its final form, We are now posting and publishing, essentially, this preprint. And within days, it gets listed on PubMed. And so we've essentially become a continuously publishing journal. Even though we still produce an issue every month that is more carefully curated and organized, but every article, as soon as it's peer-reviewed and accepted, immediately becomes available to the public. I think that's really key, as you suggested, in this day and age. We've seen it with things as diverse as COVID and, and so on and so forth. As new research becomes available, we want to get it out into the hands of the physicians who are going to consume that research as quickly as possible. And that's terrific. I know we have a bunch more we could talk about, and unfortunately, we don't have enough time. But one thing we, we've been asking everyone this year anyway is, if you weren't an interventional radiologist, what do you think you would be doing and why? I guess the easiest answer to that would be that in school, I did get a PhD in biophysics and oh, worked in okay. a lab. So the easier answer would be, well, I, I guess I'd be a researcher and just some sort of a biomedical researcher. But hmm. uh, before that, when I was in college, I actually double majored in biochemistry and a department called VES, Visual and Environmental Studies, which huh. is sort of this nebulous description. But it was basically a studio arts, uh, photography and filmmaking, and the undergraduate program in design. Wow. Uh, And so I actually assembled a portfolio and almost applied for architecture graduate school. Well, look, you know, you're you're sort of foreshadowing perhaps some of your your editing stuff in, in the design area and then, you know, architecture planning things out and the anatomy of interventional radiology. But... Luckily for us, he became an interventional radiologist and, and the editor of JVIR, and we're, we're really happy that you did. Looking forward to some great things, and we are very happy that you were able to be with us today, so thank you very much. Well, thank you, too. I guess, like a lot of other people, what I really prefer to be is a rock star. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I- <laughs> that was Dr. Dan C., describing the ways in which an interventional radiologist may get involved in research and get published in JVIR. We thank Dr. C for his time, Garibay for supporting this episode, and you for listening to The King Choir. Our host is Dr. Warren Craycock. Our editor is Dr. Jamin Shaw. Our manager is Dr. Jason Fisher. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any thoughts or ideas for us, drop us a line at irq.org.